So we're up to the book of Psalms, one of my personal favorite books in the Bible. The book of Psalms in Hebrew means, the word in Hebrew is tehlim, which is similar to the Arabic word tehlil, which means praise. And you'll find this word repeated 26 times, apologies, 160 times, which is about two-thirds of the of the mentions in the whole Bible. So 66% of the word praise is mentioned in the book of Psalms. The book begins with God blessing man. It says, blessed is the man in Psalm 1 verse 1. And ends with man praising God. So if you go to Psalm 150, which is the last psalm, In verse 6, it said, Let everything that hath breath praise Jah. Hallelujah. So it starts with God praising, uh, blessing man and ends with man praising God. Throughout the book of Psalms, you will see, you will be on a journey with the psalmist. You will see different circumstances that he went through uh, when he's happy, for example, such as when they uh, returned from the captivity. It says that. When God restored the captivity of Zion, then we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was full of laughter and our tongue with uh, joy. So we'll go through some psalms which speak of happiness, psalms which speak of distress, just such as Psalm 42, for example, where he says, Why is my soul bent within me and why is it disquieted? We'll go through psalms where the psalmist is in a really bad, really low state, such as Psalm 51, after David sinned. Psalms when he's adoring the Creator, such as Psalm 19, when he says, when I see the heavens. Sorry, Psalm 8, for example, when he says, when I see the heavens. Psalm 19, also when he speaks of the creation. So you'll go through different emotions, different circumstances, which is very nice. It speaks to every emotion you have every day. The book was written, it spans over 1,000 years. We, we have one psalm, that's Psalm 90, was written by Moses. And then another psalm, 100, 126, was written by the people after they came back from the captivity. So that whole duration is about 1,000 years. And it's about the same duration of the whole Old Testament, from Moses to after the captivity. So the book was written in the same duration, almost the same duration, 1,000 years. Who are the authors of the Psalms? We've learned since a young age that David wrote at least most of the Psalms. Out of the 150 Psalms, he wrote 75. 73 of them, it's clearly mentioned, a Psalm of David. Two of them don't have any... uh, titles, but from the New Testament we can learn that they were written by David, such as Psalm 2, for example. In the book of Acts it says, as it was written by David. So the total, 75 Psalms were written by David. 12 Psalms were written by Asa. Out of the 12 Psalms, 11 of them were written in the third book. So that's 75 by David, 12 by Asa, 11 by the sons of Korah. After that, there were two psalms written by Solomon, 
Psalm 72 and Psalm 127. Psalm, one Psalm written by Moses, Psalm 90. One Psalm written by Heman, which is Psalm 88 and Psalm 89 written by Ethan. The total, 103 Psalms out of the 150 Psalms. The remaining 47 Psalms, we don't really have an author for them. How can we study the book of Psalms? When we read the book of Psalms, there are certain applications that we have to keep in mind. There is a historical context. For example, when the Psalm is written, for example, when David is being chased by Absalom, I need to go back and I need to read the story because this Psalm is a true story and it happened at a certain time. Also, there is a practical aspect. How can this psalm apply to me? And also there's a future uh, perspective. Does this psalm apply to the Lord Jesus, for example? Does it apply to the faithful remnant in the future? These are the three methods which we should look at the psalms when we read them. The psalms, when they were divided, they were divided by God. Unlike the other chapters of the book, where the divisions were man-made to make it easier for us to, to read. The Psalms were divided by God. And we get that from the book of Acts. Turn to the book of Acts, chapter 13. And verse 33. That God has fulfilled this to us, their children, having raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So since the book of Acts, there, there was a second psalm, which means that the psalms are divided by God, unlike the chapters. So when you read the psalms, the second psalm is positioned as psalm number 2 for a reason. It's not psalm 82, for example. So you link psalm 2 with the previous psalm, with the psalms that come after. There's always a link based on where the psalm fits in. Now let's look at the divisions of the psalms. The first number, five. There are five divisions in the book of Psalms. Again, that's very easy because it's already divided by God. And I'll show you how. The first one is from Psalm 1 to Psalm 42. Sorry, 41. End of Psalm 41. It ends with this statement. Blessed be Jehovah, the God of Israel, from eternity to eternity. Amen and Amen. That last sentence gets repeated at the end of each of the five sections. So the second section is from Psalm 42 to Psalm 72. Let's get to the end of Psalm 72. Verse 19, it says, And blessed be His glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with His glory Amen and Amen. So the next one is from 42 to, seven, to 72. The next section starts from Psalm 73 until Psalm 89. Again, if you go to Psalm 89, the last verse. Verse 52, it says, Blessed be Jehovah forevermore. Amen and Amen. Same, same verse. The fourth section starts from Psalm 90 to Psalm 106. So if you go to the end of Psalm 106. 
verse 48 says, Blessed be Jehovah, the God of Israel, from eternity and to eternity. And let all the people say, Amen. Hallelujah. And the last section from Psalm 107 to, to the end of the book, Psalm 150, which we just read before. Let everything that hath breath praise Jehovah. Praise Jah, hallelujah. That's an easy division. It's the Lord divided it, so we don't have to worry too much about it. It's five sections. What you'll notice is every section corresponds to one of the five books of Moses. So this section here, Genesis. How do we know that? Let's go to the first section. The first section focuses on man, it focuses on creation, and we'll see. The first verse of Psalm 1 is, blessed is the man. What does Genesis speak of? It speaks of creation and man. If you go to Genesis chapter 1, and verse 28, it says, and God blessed them. Again, God blessing man, that's Psalm 1 verse 1. Again, Genesis speaks of the creation. We get Psalm 8, speaks of the creation, and Psalm 19 in the first book, which speak of the creation. Within that first book, you can get three different divisions. Psalm 1 to Psalm 8 speaks about man. Psalm 9 to Psalm 15 speaks of the wicked man. You'll see references to the false prophet in the future. From Psalm 16 to Psalm 41, you'll see references of the perfect man. Speaks of Psalm starts in Psalm 16, which speaks about the perfect manhood of the Lord Jesus, and ends in Psalm 41, which is another messianic psalm. So the first book corresponds with Genesis. The second book corresponds with Exodus. So if we go to the second book, starting from Psalm 42. If you remember, the book of Exodus started with the people of Israel crying out to God because of their distress in the land of Egypt. Psalm 42 starts with, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my bread day and night, while they say unto me all the day, Where is thy God? So it starts off with the people in distress as well. And it ends in Solomon becoming king. Same as the book of Exodus. Starts with the people in distress and ends with the glory of God filling the house. And so if we go to Psalm 72, the end of this second book, verse 19, And blessed be His glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with His glory. So as the house was filled with the glory of God in the book of Exodus, Psalm 72 ends with Solomon being king, and the whole earth be filled with His glory. Another interesting fact about the second book and the book of Exodus is the word Jah, which is one of God's names. It's mentioned in uh, chapter 15 of Exodus, when they crossed the Red Sea. 
and it's mentioned the first time in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 68, which is in that second section. Again, another beautiful correspondence between the book of Psalms and the second book of the Psalms. Sorry, the book of Exodus and the second book of the Psalms. The third book, of course, refers to Leviticus. It's the shortest book of the Psalms. It's, again, Leviticus is the shortest out of the five books of Moses. It starts, almost every book, every psalm of this section, refers to the sanctuary. Okay, let's go to Psalm 73. 17. Until I went into the sanctuaries of God. So it refers to the sanctuary. Psalm 84 as well. Is another psalm that speaks of the sanctuary. The verse 1 it says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Jehovah of hosts. And almost every psalm in this section will refer to the tabernacles of Jehovah or the sanctuaries. Also, 11 out of these psalms are written by Asaph, who was a Levi. The second, and then the rest were the sons of Korah. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, then here, Numbers. Numbers is the book which speaks about the wilderness. And it starts in Psalm 90 with a prayer of Moses. And who is Moses? He's the man of the wilderness. Okay, verse 1 says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, and thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from eternity to eternity, thou art God. Psalm 90 is a prayer of Moses, the man of the wilderness. Psalm 91 speaks about the Lord Jesus, who was the perfect man in the wilderness here, mainly when he was tempted by Satan. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then verse 3 says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and, of, and from the destructive pestilence. The last book of the Psalms speaks about, or corresponds to Deuteronomy. After the journey had ended in Psalm 107, they say, Give ye thanks unto Jehovah, for he is good, for his loving kindness endureth forever. The book of Deuteronomy as well focuses on the law of God, the statutes. And the biggest and the most famous psalm of that book is, of the whole psalms, is Psalm 119, which focuses mainly about the word of God. So these are the five divisions of the, of the book of Psalms. There are other divisions which, some of them are made by God, some of them are man-made, but they were put together because the topics are the same. Some psalms, for example, refer to the same topic. For example, there are five psalms which begin with the word blessed. So people have grouped them together and they call them the blessed psalms. Psalm 1, Psalm 32, Psalm 51, Psalm 119, and Psalm 128. Together, each of these five psalms begin with the word blessed. Let's look at this second division here. Nine psalms 
uh, the acrostic sums, and I'll explain what they mean. Sum 9, sum 10, sum 25, sum 34, sum 37, 111, 112, 119, and 145. Together, they're nine psalms, which are called the acrostic psalms. Now, the book of Psalms, of course, it was written in Hebrew, and the Hebrew alphabet has 22 letters. The most famous in that group is Psalm 119. You will get 22 divisions in that psalm. If you go, they're numbered. They're, sorry, each section falls under a particular letter from the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph is the first one, Beth, and then so on. Each section starts with that corresponding letter. So if the first section starts with Aleph, then the next eight verses will begin. Each verse will begin with that letter. And then comes the next section, Beth. Each verse in that in the next eight verses will begin with the word um, with the letter Beth. And so on for the twenty-two sections. There's a total of 176 verses divided into two, 22 sections by eight verses each. You get the same story in the rest of the, of, the, of the group. Not all of them have eight sections, but some of them will have, let's say, 22 verses. Each verse has a different start from the Hebrew alphabet. Another group that was collected together by, by believers across the years, the Repentance Psalms. Psalm 6, Psalm 32, Psalm 38, Psalm 51, Psalm 102, Psalm 143. These Psalms speak mainly, they were written by David when he sinned. Let's look at some of them. So let's go to Psalm. 32, for example, or Psalm 6. Psalm 6 and verse 6. He says, I am wearied with my groaning all the night. May I, may I my bed to swim. I dissolve my couch with my tears. So that's, that's a repentance psalm. Psalm 32 begins with, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom Jehovah reckoneth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. And then Psalm 51 is the very famous psalm in this group when he went into Bathsheba and then he had this psalm asking for forgiveness. The next section, they're called the Songs of Degrees. They begin from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. It's a group, 15 psalms, called the Songs of Degrees. They were mainly sung by the people as they go up to the temple. They go up three times a year, and these were the psalms they used to sing together. These psalms have a really nice story. 15 is number 10 and number 5. If we remember the story of Hezekiah, Hezekiah had 15 years added to his life when Isaiah went to him. And the dial went back 10 degrees. 
So what Hezekiah did was he wrote 10 psalms out of the 15 of that group. And then the remaining five he collected from his fathers, from David and from Solomon. So 10 by Hezekiah and five from David and Solomon together. The 15 can be divided into five, sorry, three by five. Five sections, each section has three psalms. First one has two of Hezekiah and then one of David. Two psalms of Hezekiah and one of David. The second one has two of Hezekiah and one of David. Third one, two of Hezekiah and one of Solomon. Two of Hezekiah and one of David. Two of Hezekiah and one of David. That's how the 15 psalms are divided, are grouped together. The whole theme about these 15 psalms can be summarized in three points. The first point, distress. They're under difficult circumstances and they're distressed. And, they, and that takes us to the next point. They seek God. They ask for help. And the third point, God answers by helping. So the first point, they're in distress. Secondly, they seek God for help. And the third point, God answers by helping. Let's look at an example. Let's look at the first group, Psalm 120. Remember the first point, distress. Psalm 120, verse 1. It's a song of degrees. And it starts off like this. In my trouble I called unto Jehovah, and he answered me. Verse 1 of the next psalm, which is seeking God. Psalm 121, verse 1, again a song of degrees. I lift up mine eyes unto the mountains, whence shall my help come? My help cometh from Jehovah who made the heavens and the earth. Okay. The next psalm, Psalm 122, verse 1, then comes the help from God. A song of degrees of David, I rejoiced when they said unto me, let us go into the house of Jehovah. And you get the idea. In each of the five sections, you get the distress, you get the seeking help, and then you get the salvation from God. So, 15 Psalms, 10 by Hezekiah, 4 by David, and 1 by Solomon. Psalm 127 is the middle of the 15 Psalms. You have 6 before and then after. Plus a three here. The name of Jehovah is mentioned twenty-four times in this set here, in the two sets, the two first sets, and mentioned again twenty-four times in the second, in the last two sets. And that's something that you need to focus on when, when we need, when we study the Book of Psalms. God uses different names. For example, in the first book. Jehovah is mentioned 279 times. And God is mentioned 48 times. In the second book, Jehovah is mentioned 269 times. Maybe 263. And, sorry, God is mentioned 263. And Jehovah is mentioned 37 times. So there's a difference. Jehovah is mentioned more than 200 times in the first book. 
And God is mentioned more than three, more than 200 times in the, in the second book. So as you study, have a look at that too, because each one has a different meaning. But what's interesting here is the first two sections have 24 times the name of Jehovah, and the last two sections have 24 times the name of Jehovah. Taking way too long. So the last one, and I'll finish, is Psalms, which start with the word Hallelujah and end with the word Hallelujah. There are more than five, but I want to look at the last five, which are Psalm 146 to 150. Sorry, before we go on to the last section, I've missed a group which is very important. 14. These are the Messianic Psalms. Psalm 2, 8, 16, 22, 24, 40, 41, 45, 68, 69, 91, 102, 110, 118. This group is called the Messianic Psalms. It speaks about the Lord Jesus as the Messiah. In Psalm 2, you get his birth and his anointing. When he says, I declare the degree of Jehovah, thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. Speaks of his anointing when he said, uh, I have anointed my king over Zion, the heel of my holiness. Psalm 16 speaks of his perfect life, the one who always put Jehovah continually before his face. Psalm 22 speaks of his sufferings, starts off with the cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 24 speaks of him as the king of glory. Psalm 40 speaks of him as the burnt offering, the one whose the law of Jehovah was always in his heart. Psalm 41 speaks of his betrayal by Judas. The one who his, his own familiar friend lifted up his heel against him. Psalm 45 speaks of him as the groom and as the one who's going to come in the future and who's going to ride prosperously. Psalm 68 speaks of his ascension. It says, you have ascended on high, you've led captivity captive. Psalm 69 is another cry when he, when the, when he went into the depth of waters and the... And the waters overflowed him. Psalm 91 we looked at speaks of him in his complete dependence on God. Psalm 102 refers to Gethsemane. Starts off with his title, A Prayer of the Afflicted when he was overwhelmed. Psalm 110 speaks of him when he comes in the future. Jehovah said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Psalm 118, the last one, also refers to his death and his time in Gethsemane. Briefly, because you can spend a lot of time speaking about the Messianic Psalms. Now let's go back to the last one, which I'm going to finish off with. Psalm 146 to 150, the Hallelujah Psalms. As we started off with five books which correspond to the five uh, books of Genesis, we're going to end with five Psalms which correspond with the five books of Genesis. Psalm 146, verse 3. 
and then put your finger in the book of Genesis because we're going to be going back and forth from this psalm to Genesis. So verse 3 says, Put not confidence in nobles, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. Now go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Sorry, I read the wrong verse. Psalm 146 verse 4, not verse 3. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. Okay, now let's go to Genesis 2 and verse 7. It says, And Jehovah Elohim formed man dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a, became a living soul. Verse 5 of Psalm 146. Blessed is he who hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in Jehovah his God. Now let's go to Genesis 28. In verse 6. It says, and Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob. Okay. That's the same word that was mentioned in Psalm 146 verse 5. Blessed is he who hath the God of Jacob. Verse 6 of Psalm 146. says, Who made the heavens and the earth? That's clearly chapter 1 of Genesis. speaks of the creation. Now let's go to the next psalm. Psalm 147, and that corresponds to the book of Exodus. Chapter 2. Jehovah doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth the outcasts of Israel. Let's go to Exodus 1 verse 7. And the children of Israel were fruitful and swarmed and multiplied and became exceeding strong, and the land was full of them. Jehovah doth build up Jerusalem, he gathereth the outcasts of Israel. Verse 4 He counteth the number of the stars, he giveth names to them all. Exodus 1 1 it says, And these are the names of the sons of Israel. Again, Names and numbers all mentioned. Third Psalm, Psalm 148, the last verse. It says, And he hath lifted up the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Hallelujah. Focus on the word near unto him. Now let's go to Leviticus chapter 10. And verse 3. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what Jehovah spoke, saying, I will be hallowed in them that come near me. Third Psalm, Psalm 147, and corresponds to Leviticus. Psalm 100, sorry, that's 148, corresponds to Leviticus. Psalm 149 corresponds to the book of Numbers. Let's look at verse 5. It says, Let the God they exalt in glory. Let them shout with joy upon their bed. Numbers chapter 14, verse 21. But as surely as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of Jehovah. Let the God be exalting glory. That's Psalm 149. I'll skip the rest. There's a lot more references between the Psalms and the the five books of Moses. Let's look at the last one because it took too long. Psalm 150 corresponds to the book of Deuteronomy. Verse 2 of Psalm 150. Praise Him in His mighty acts. 
praise Him according to the abundance of His greatness. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 3. Verse 24. Lord Jehovah, Thou hast begun to show Thy servant Thy greatness and Thy powerful hand. For what God is in the heavens or in the earth that can do life to Thy works and life to Thy might. Sorry for taking too long, but there's a lot to say. I hope that I was able to whet your appetite to go back and to study this book. There's many lessons. The psalmist was true to say that it's worth more than gold and even fine gold. It's sweeter than honey, even the dropping of the honeycomb. Even your servant is instructed by it. In keeping it, there's great rewards.